0: Well, happy Monday, Knock Nation. It's the radical redhead Cole Phillips trying to make your Monday far from ordinary, right here on No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. So let's get into it, shall we? (sighs) Uh, Family, look here, we are officially into the third month of the year and I'm tripping. I'm tripping just a little bit because it's like the first quarter is over pretty much it's about to be done anyway. And I don't know if you're like me, uh, in terms of, I don't do new year's resolutions. Not my thing. It's never been my thing. I like to set goals, plans, what have you going into the year. And they're usually a continuation of whatever I'm already doing. Right. And so, um, I said this earlier to some of you that the, this podcast was not on my radar. It really wasn't. Uh, the Italian stallion hit me up. I had a couple of, uh, actually the Italian stallion, my producer, you guys know, um, he's the one who actually solidified me doing this but what's funny is before that I had like a couple folks saying do you have a show I had I had host an event and the gentleman who was one of the um the frontline performers if you will was like what do you do you have a show you have something And I'm like why does this show thing keep coming up right and then I posted my story about how Cole Phillips came about and a guy actually who's a single father had commented on that that actual post saying that i wish you had a show where you could share more than just what you do on instagram and then here comes the italian stallion you need a show get in my studio i'm like what the okay and i said this on previous episodes that jesus just said that's what you got to do but i say all that to say you know this is one of the things that was not on my radar but i thoroughly enjoy it i enjoy it for a multitude of reasons but i'm i'm so glad that um the strategy is coming together, if I can share that with you all a little bit. Uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit that some of the goals that I started off with thinking I was going to be doing were a little off. <laughs> and that's just because, honestly, this first quarter, it just took off. And again, I don't know if you feel like I feel like you're like, dang, we're in March already. And I feel like I just said Happy New Year, you know. So I, I, it's, it's truly um, a time of uh, sitting still for a moment in my mind and and looking at, okay, where are we going from here? Because the second quarter is coming. And before you know it, it'll be summer and we'll be saying Merry Christmas again. I know you didn't want to hear all that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but aside from all that, I am so grateful, honestly, that I serve a God that will get you back on track if you seek his guidance, right? So if you're like me, um, and, and you take time to pray and just figure out, okay, where am I in this whole purpose thing? And, and let me make sure I'm where I need to be in the moment. And that's what I've done. And there was a scripture that came to mind, Proverbs 16, 9, a person may plan his own journey, but the Lord directs his steps. And I truly feel like this show being one of them is one of those down the journey. He directed me this way. Um, but at the same time, I can honestly say I'm, I'm truly grateful for what I'm able to do, how I'm doing it and, and what's coming from it. So Family, I just wanted to take a minute and say for all the listeners and for those who just who are just turning in uh, for the first time, I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you for listening. And let's keep this thing going. Now, I'm excited about today's topic, too. I really think it's going to uh, help someone as you journey into the next season of your life. Uh, But first, you already know, I want to get my therapy in so you know what time it is. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. There it is. We're going to do a little bit of uh, my therapy with you, okay? I hope you're okay with that because I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) But um, so I want to talk, you guys know I love talking about my babies, my two boys, TJ and Sean. TJ being the oldest, Sean being the baby boy, but just not act like the baby. So TJ had his, I don't think it was his first encounter with girls, I'm just going to say it's the first encounter that he shared with me. So he went to the movies with a bunch of uh, his friends And while he was there, the movie theater he went to, there's a mall like right by it. So they went over to the mall after the movie was over, walking around, you know, he let me know the movie was over, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go get him. He gets in the car and he shares. And what I can tell you, I truly love the relationship that I have with my sons. And as they're getting older, it's just getting more fun for me to just watch them grow, come into their own, their little characters really coming alive and um, just their own comfort with who they are, right? And so TJ says to me, He's like, Ma, and I was like, what? (laughs) He's like, these girls, they just started hollering at us. I was like, what? He said, yeah, they're like, hey. We looked and they were like, hey, and they said it again, and we didn't know what to do, so we just kept walking. he said we walked even faster and I thought it was so funny and I just started laughing and he started laughing he's like I didn't know what to do and I said I'm glad you didn't know what to do but it was so cute to hear him say like he was in the company of others like him right they didn't say hey let's go over here and holler at him they all were like uh let's get out of here right and that ties into what I'm going to talk with you all today about but Sean, on the other hand, when Sean heard about it, he was like, what do you mean you didn't know what to do? I walked over there and said, what's up? What you need? And I was like, oh, you, you just sit down somewhere. You're just too grown. You're doing too much. And you just need to s- just sit down. Mind you, he's 12. OK, TJ's 14. Sean's 12. But he's the one acting like he's 20. Mm-hmm. But anyhow. <laughs> With Sean, here's what's really funny and then we'll just move on cuz I know y'all don't want to hear all of this, but you, you just just indulge me for a little bit longer, okay? So Sean uh did a, a bad thing with his grandmother. My mother picks them up from school, thankfully. I appreciate her being here now in my life. And so she picks them up after school. Well, Sean decides he sees his grandmother pull up to pick him up. She she's in the line of pickup or whatever. He sees her and does this thing like nods his head like I see you, I'm coming. OK, first of all, to know my mother, and I'm going to say it just like this. My mother can be the epitome of the angry black woman when you disrespect her, disrespect her. OK, so I think she wanted to do that to her own grandson, but she kind of restrained herself in the car because she she was on the pickup line with all the nice little stay at home mommies or whatever. So she tried to keep it cool. But then she called me. I'm at my place trying to get some things done. And she calls me. and She's like, when are you going to be home? I'm like, I'm already home. I kind of beat you guys today. Well, good, because your son, she like started going off about how he made her wait and he didn't make her wait for a little bit. Like he literally, like she was his driver. So here's what I told him. I said, you know, son, you can't do that. We had this conversation. You owed your grandmother an apology, took his phone, that kind of thing, whatever, right? Because he was being disrespectful. Now, here's the funny part that happened. So just literally that a few days later, if you will, He has a play rehearsal. He's in a play, uh, Aladdin, and he's the genie. So he had rehearsal. So we thought he didn't have rehearsal. I told you we took his phone, right? So I had his phone. He couldn't call anybody and say, I don't have rehearsal. Last I knew he had rehearsal so when I went to go pick him up at guess what time? 5.30 p.m. He gets out of school at 3.35. Well of course his grandmother wasn't coming to get him because she didn't have to and my oldest was had a track meet so he was on the bus to go to his location so I was picking up him. right? So nobody had a reason to come to school even if let's just say TJ didn't have a track meet so she would have automatically been there, he'd have gotten a car, everything would have worked well. Well TJ had a track meet. He was already gone before school got out and nobody knew that Sean didn't have rehearsals so I told him as I pull up to get him and I noticed I'm like man like am I I'm not late I was on time where's everybody at and I could you know pull up whatever he's running to the car and I'm like okay mom I was like what I didn't have rehearsal I've been here for two hours I was like oh wow well Thank God nothing happened to you. Nobody got you or anything like that. That's not the point. I've been waiting and nobody, I called you twice and you didn't answer your phone. I said, son, let's go down that sequence. Did you call me and leave a voicemail? Cause you know, I don't answer numbers. I don't know. Really mom? Really? I said, I don't, I don't answer numbers. I don't know. And if you didn't get me on the phone, did you leave a voicemail? Cause I don't have any voicemails. No. And then could you not have text from, well, that was their phone. Okay. All you had to do is say, Hey mom, I know you don't have your phone. No rehearsal. Can you come get me? It's pretty simple. Son. It's called communication. I said, but I'm going to look at it like this. This was Jesus's way of teaching you a lesson about making people wait. And look at it this way. It was a nice day. You didn't have to freeze because here in Texas where I am, guys, it's been a little stupid, a little, little Tourette syndrome with the weather, but it happened to be a nice day for him. So while he waited, I said, Jesus was kind. He made you wait. Two hours. Like you made your grandmother wait for you know a few minutes. But he said, I'm going to teach you a lesson. But I'm going to give you good weather while you wait. So be grateful, son. And that's how we ended that. So there you go. Uh, there's my therapy. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to throw that out the window because clearly you didn't want to hear it because you threw it out the window before I could even finish my statement. But that's okay. I, my feelings are not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my my therapy. It's always fun talking about my sons. I promise you, I really think when they figure out that I talk about them on my show, you're going to know cuz they're probably going to like have a mini meltdown or something. But Nevertheless, let's get right into today's topic, guys. And it's coming from the scripture, Psalm 34, 7. God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. That's from the Message Bible. Then I have that other one we talked about earlier, Proverbs 16 and 9. Again, that's a person may plan his own journey, but the Lord directs his steps. And that's in the God uh, God's Word translation. And the reason I use different translations when it comes to scripture is because I want as many ways for God to be able to reach you, how you reach receive word okay so however it needs to be delivered I just want you to get the message I want you to get the principle behind it all so these two scriptures actually sparked up um, thought when it comes to life cycles and seasons right and I I think about your circles and your cycles and the purpose of others and the power of others and how they all play into that and so I really want to talk about that and if you think about life cycles well, life comes in seasons, right? Seasons change in time. Cycles change when you do. And I'm going to say that again. Seasons change in time. Cycles change when you do. And cycles have a lot to do with who you surround yourself with, habits you choose to maintain or get rid of, right? And really mindsets. But when you think about seasons, and, and, and we talk in seasons sometimes, um, especially when you speak spiritually. And the reason I like it, I think about summer, fall, winter, spring, right? In winter, oftentimes things die down, die off. People talk about it gets cold uh, and it's a time for this stillness, if you will. And then spring starts to sprout up whatever was planted during in the fall, right? Before the winter and all of that and nourishment that came from everything that happened in stillness. And then summer, of course, is the manifestation of it all. Right. But when I think of the different seasons in that way, I think, first of all, death, right? Winner, I associate. And I know that may sound morbid to some, but let me explain to you where I'm going with that. So when you think of death, I think of loss of things, someone. And the reason I say things, someone, because I, I think of, for example, my divorce. When I went through my divorce, that was a type of death. There was a breaking of the family. There was a breaking of a relationship that had been in place for 10 years. And so there's a lot that went into that. But for me, and this is not the case for everyone I know because I know individuals who have gotten divorced and were able to get back together. But in the case for me, that was a term of death because it's not going to come back. I also think of my grandmother when she passed, um, obviously Right. She's no longer here. So she's not coming back. But what did she leave with me? What did I what did I have that was left from my divorce? And this all plays into cycles. And when we go into life cycles, also, I think of reviving when I think of seasons. So when I think of spring, there's a reviving that starts to happen. Right. And I think of um, bringing back to your attention something that has been in place, something that's been there. So think of when you plant a seed, right? If you nourish it right, you fertilize it right, and the appropriate time it begins to sprout up, right? So it's there, but it's just not the time for it to come up for you to see it. And I also think about writing, and I'm I'm doing this for a reason, and you'll follow me in just a moment when it comes to the different things that go on in our lives. Well, I've always been a writer but not necessarily placed a lot of focus on writing. And here recently, especially with this show, I have placed a lot more emphasis on my writing, what I'm writing about, and the creative element that comes from it when I do it. So there's a reviving, a sense of excitement that I have about writing again and all the possibilities of what you can do in in word form, if you will. And then friendships. You have some friendships that in seasons, um, take for example, myself and the Italian Stallion. We had our different seasons where it wasn't that we weren't still friends. It was just where we were in life didn't allow us to connect there were different things that were going on it just wasn't the time but it had nothing to do with a death of the friendship the friendship was still there and at the appropriate time it was revived to the point of where it is right now so when you think about different seasons I want you to again to think about your life and where you are are you in a season of death where things are just truly getting broken off of you not to return right Are you in a reviving? Are you finding things that were there that you need to actually put your hands back on and start to bring new life into it? It's always been there, but it's just a season now where you need to really place your focus, your attention, your time into making that uh, powerful again or to another level of power in your life. And then there's restoring to put back in possession. So when I think of that, I think of when I got a divorce, I went through a whole lot. So when I think of things, right, um, I lost my house. I went through bankruptcy. I went through foreclosure. So I went through the two major ding dings to your credit. Right. And I also went through the loss of my home. Like that was where my sons were. Um, that's where I was trying to build a life, the neighborhood, if you will, all of that gone. Right. Um, I think about going back to my marriage at that point, the, the, that that was it that was that was done in terms of restoring right that that wasn't going to happen and then i think about careers and i think about relationships some friendships and even parent child relationships and where am i going with that well when i think about relationships. I think about specifically with parent-child relationships. There are times where you may have lost the connection with your father or your mother. You may, depending on where you are in your parenting cycle, you may have adult children where there was a situation that occurred where you all just, look, I don't want to deal with you. You don't want to deal with me. It is what it is, whatever. Right. But then there's a restoring season that allows you, allows you all to come back together and to begin to um, build again. And, and so those different life cycles, if you will, or seasons rather, those life seasons happen. I think they happen to all of us in different ways. Now, the divorce, not all of us have to deal with that. And and I praise the ones who have not continued to work through and balance through. But for those of us who went through trying times as a parent or with our parents, right, went through trying times in our marriages where we had to go to counseling and do some restoring and being able to revive and build back up some things that have went dormant, right? Those of us who are going through career changes or business changes, right? You had a business, it didn't do so well, so you went into another business. And so you're just really going through that death, reviving, restoring, death, reviving, restoring, and it just depends on what it is and where you are as to what season you're in. now. We can talk about seasons all day long. We all have those seasons. None of us are exempt to those different seasons and and those are going to happen. But what we can turn from a season to a cycle is really about the people that you surround yourself with. So that's where life circles happen and where they are so crucial. As you change how you deal with people change also. Now, that does not mean that those people are no longer a part of your life. It means you may deal with them differently. There are some that you have to disassociate with. And why do we do that? Because it's the determining factor of what is a weight and what is something that's continuing to help you elevate. And when we don't really look at it like that, relationships should be reciprocal, right? And so if I'm with someone that creates a level of cycles that are not good for my life, then you need to make a decision. One, are our mindsets in the same place? And that goes for your friendships, your business partners, that goes with sitting down with your spouse if you're married or if you're looking to get married to someone. Are we in the same mindset? Because if we're not and mindset, a, a lot of folks have disagreed with me when I say this. Now follow me when I'm, what I'm going with this. So when I talk about mindsets, I'm saying, for example, you I'm a very hard worker. People know this about me. I will go, go, go. And it does not truly affect me. But if you have the mindset of it'll come when it comes, why you got to do all that? <laughs> why does it take all that? It's like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. You have now become a weight. You don't help me elevate because every time I come to the table with you about, Hey, this is what I'm thinking I want to do, but this is what it's going to take. What I foresee, what do you see? And you say, that just looks like a lot of work to me. No, we are not on the same wavelength already. And we've got to figure that out for one. And then it becomes a value. What do you value? I know individuals who can do very well when it comes to business, when it comes to um, making money in general. Right. Uh, When it comes to connecting with people, but they fail at home. They fail at home, plain and simple. And I refuse to be that person. I have to tell you, my family is my first ministry. I tell people all the time. My family is my first ministry. Taking care of my sons is my first ministry. Now, when they become grown, then the cycle will start to shift a bit, right? There, there'll be a change in that. But for now, they are not equipped to take, to take care of themselves yet. So that's my responsibility. They are my first ministry. Everything that I do builds from there. But I know people who have the opposite. They don't feel they need to be present. They feel they need to make the paper. I'm making the paper to afford you what you have right now. That's the purpose of going out and making all this paper. And it's like, no, no, no. Your presence is just as important, if not more, because you miss so much. In my mind, again, we're talking mindsets. We're talking values. So if this is the constant conversation that I'm having with someone, that's not going to work. I have ladies that I hang out with that are purely those that I hang out with. They are fun. That's why we hang out. <laughs> then I have those who truly challenge me in my mind to move higher. They challenge me because they are where I want to go. They've done the things that I want to do. Or they're just those individuals who who have learned me to a certain level to say, hey, look, I noticed you keep going over here doing this and this doesn't align with what you told me you want to do. So why are you doing that? Right. So, again, mindsets, values, environments matter. If you're in a constant environment, where there's really not much going on, trust me when I tell you, it will tend to bleed on you and you will find yourself in a continuous cycle of, man, why am I always broke? Man, why am I always negative? Man, why does it seem like I can't get out of this rut? I don't know. Could be people, places, things that you are choosing to surround yourself or get involved with. And then of course, habits go along with that as well. Um, I'm really big on waking up early in the morning, guys. My, My routine is this. I wake up every morning at about 4.45. I know it's okay. take it in for a minute for, for those of you who can't do it. you can trust me you can. It's a mindset thing. <laughs> I wake up every morning at five or 445 a.m. I try my best to start my workout at five, the latest 510. Why? Because I need to be out the door by eight. I need to be able to be with my sons before my mom takes them to school, so I need time to connect with them. I also get up early because it's my time. The house is very still nobody's making a lot of noise, I can focus in on what I need to do for the day, but I can also just kind of have a moment before all the busyness and responsibilities start to awaken and demand my attention. So that's why I do it. It helps me truly start my day how I like to and how I need to. Then on the course of my day, of course, I have all different things that I have going on that I have to tend to, but how I start my day is crucial. Something else I don't allow. You are only allowed to bring me a problem with a possible solution. When I, depending on who I'm dealing with. That's a big habit that I've just kind of built my mind to to think around. If someone starts talking too long about problems, then it becomes, okay, you are either an assignment or you are sent to assassinate me. I know that sounds probably like, wait, what? But I want you to just just listen to me real quickly with this. You are either my assignment, meaning if you come to me and you seek advice from me or you you see me as someone who gives you sound wisdom, and I don't have a weight associated with that meaning when you come to me I'm not like oh my gosh here we go again meaning when I give it to you you take it you do something with it you begin to elevate with it cool assassination is the person who comes and they leave you with the yuck that they came with not only that they weigh you down they tend to always bring it back to you and they feel great (laughs) they walk away like oh man thanks so much and now you've got to spend the next 30 40 rest of the day I don't know getting off what they left you with. That's an assassination to me because every time I'm in your company, you are not helping me. You're creating hindrances for me, right? So I'm really big on what I allow, even with social media. Guys, I don't get on social media first thing in the morning. Some of you do. No shade, no shame. I'm just saying that's not my habit because all of this information is just flooding too quickly at me and then I begin to think because I'm a creative, too many things that I don't need to be thinking in that moment. I need a clear space, clear mind. I start my day early so that I can set the tone for what I need to do and what um, I need to be focused on for the day. So mindsets, values, environments, and habits will determine where you go in life as it relates to life cycles. Your life circles I want to help you and here's the work I want you to start to identify. So let's talk about the people that you can identify within your circle. And and they tend to be these three types in, in my opinion here, confidants, they hold you high and in low times, they hold you high. What am I saying? When you hit a low, they're the individuals that are still there. Regardless, they remind you of who you are, what you're capable, capable of and where you are going where you, where they see that you have the the potential to, to climb high, your highest height, if you will. Right. There are also individuals that you can talk to, like you're talking to a wall. That's why they're called a confidant. What they share with you, you don't later hear through another mouth, what they share with you. You don't hear through a storyline, through something else in, in a conversation that you guys are having. What you say stays. A confidant understands the importance of being that person. They're not a betrayal type person. And they have insight into your issues. They know, I say this often, what makes you tick and what makes you ticked. And they'll call it out when you're in the company or doing things that are going to be outside of your character. Those are confidants. They're not a lot of people. You You don't need 20 confidants. That's not a confidant. Those are what I call uh, comadres (laughs) for my, my Spanish speaking friends. Um, Those are not confidants. Your confidant is maybe one to two people, to be honest. That's, that's what I live my life around anyway. Characters. They're fun to be around. Just what it sounds like. Characters, depending on the vibe and what you want to do and what you're getting into, you know, you have a person that fits that, that mold, right? If you want to go hang out and Uh, go have some appetizers and giggle and all that people watch whatever you got somebody you know that you can do that with right the person that you may go to networking events with the person that's you know all about the business right but there's nothing else that maybe you have in common those are the characters they just pull certain parts of you that you enjoy their company and then the crashers are just what I talked about they're sent they are assigned to assassinate crashers is just what it sounds like they don't come to help you elevate. They create weight. Every time you talk to them, you feel like you get a new responsibility or a new task or uh, a new terror to help them work through. Right. But there's not an exchange of reciprocity where you give, they give, they always take, they do not give crashers. There's a lot of those out there that you can find them on social media. You can find them at a party. You can find them at a family reunion, to be honest. Some of them are in your own family because they remind you of who you used to be, not who you are. Those are crashers, in my opinion. And they happen more in your family, honestly, than they do outside because they remember what you were and they have a hard time accepting who you are now when you've chosen to grow and elevate because you make them look bad. Let's just be real. Because I'm not doing anything in my life. And how dare you try to take the name higher when that's not what we do? And I don't do that. And I don't want to be associated with the fact that I'm not better than you or and so on and so forth. All the foolishness that comes out of jealousy and envy and all that craziness. So I want you to remember this. People move in circles. You have to know how to move in and out of them. And that's just the real deal there. You'll you'll start to see different circles and you'll they say birds of a feather flock together. Right. It's it's true. You know that you are the sum of the five most people you hang out with. Um, at the end of the day, you'll start to notice the different circles, how they move, why they associate with each other the way they do is because they're comfortable. They understand each other well. I say this. You will not see a person who owns a Bentley roll up in a community where there's a bunch of busted Toyotas they're not gonna do that they're gonna bring out they busted Toyota and roll up and you're never gonna know that they're wealthy and on a Bentley why because they don't know that circle that they, they know what they see and they're not trying to fool with that right and so you've got to understand if you want to elevate learn what it is to get to the level that you're looking to get to associate with those individuals that you're looking to do that with and if you're re- really wanting to break cycles you see yourself in the same life cycle, right? You can't get ahead in, your, in the debt. You want to, you know, reduce debt. And you can't seem to do that. You want to go higher in your careers. And you can't seem to do that. But are you surrounding with yourself with people who can help you get there? Are you looking for the right mentors? A mentor is someone who has an expertise in a specific area. Keep that in mind. So are you looking for the ind- individual? Are you being real with your confidants, the people you can trust and know that they're going to tell you the real deal? Like, well, the reason you can't is because you keep doing this. You always do this when this happens, right? Are you willing to take the people that you uh, use as a confident or believe are your confidants, if you will, to be real with you, check you in the areas you need to be checked so that you can get out of a cycle and be able to recognize what is a cycle versus a season. So- family I felt that really heavily on my heart today and I really just wanted to freestyle on that because I'm seeing a lot when it comes to mental health self-awareness and we're in this series glow up that we're actually going to be wrapping up this month but you know when you think about giving love objectively with wisdom and that's what glow up is about this series we're in you've got to start really thinking about how do I see myself first You can't give love if, number one, you don't love yourself, you don't know yourself, and you really are not being real with yourself. You can't give love because you haven't really dealt with you first. You can only give what you have within you, what your capacity uh, says that you can hold. Well, it's time to clear some of the mess that causes us to stay in these cycles, clear some of the mess, that um, the bad habits that we have and the associations that we have so we can get rid of the weight and elevate. All right? So, family. I really hope that this topic today speaks to you I want to challenge you today yet again talk to a friend your confidant right start to get real about the things you need to do to get the weight off begin to elevate because that's exactly what God wants for you and and that's what we're here to do so I want you to grow and let's grow together now remember the conversation can continue just hit me up with your questions or your comments by dropping them in the dm and actually I have some dms that I can't wait to share with you guys so remember I am Cole Phillips that's Cole C-O-L-E-P-H-I-L-I P.S. I am Cole Phillips or you can go straight to uh, Instagram no ordinary church girl and I just might answer them on our next episode don't forget be sure to follow because behind the scenes videos and all types of stuff gonna be found on no ordinary church girls Instagram until next time may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifests God's best love you